back with a little more Earth Dawn action tonight. We have found the Quartermaster Chamber in Care Hope, and it contained 10 refugees, 10 other survivors hanging out there trying to wait out the scourge. Been there for 20 years or so. Uh, and then, uh, so we lost uh, Thage, he died in the fight. Actually, I guess everybody died trying to um, get into that room. TPK, didn't we? Uh, yes, and then uh, Thage died to some ghouls, that's right. <sighs> and we got back to the town. We took Thage's body with us. Um, I was going to play without Thage from here on in. Um, but then I realized this Garmec horror. This is the kind of... This is an example, the way you could play this as a game master, waging total psychological warfare against your characters, against your players. This thing has um, additional uh, additional powers. You can choose one, corrupt reality, which is pretty neat, terror, unnatural uh, fright you can inflict on people, or this last one, unnatural life. This thing has the capability of basically at will, with a standard action, it can um, take two points of blood damage, permanent blood damage, and raise a character back to life that it has horror marked. <laughs> it's, just, it's just heinous what these things can do. So the fun you can have as a game master. So I'm going to have some fun with my poor schmoes. They're already in pretty deep. They're all, every one of them is horror marked, so they're all under the thumb of this uh, horror and um, I'm going to raise, I'm going to unnatural life Phage so uh, they don't even notice. Uh, he drops during combat and they think he goes unconscious. And then he just uh, rises again. He just stands back up with his gashes and wounds. And he um, starts to heal them as normal. Uh, <laughs> and But he has actually uh, been given unnatural life by the horror. Um, and uh, we'll just quickly go over the highlights of this ability. Um, it can, the, the horror can end it at will. So that's fun. He can use that um, as a coercion. Uh, that'll just be hanging over Thage's head. The horror will make sure to speak to him um, telepathically with, through the horror mark um, and tell him. Um, how would you like to live again? <laughs> uh, do what I say, and uh, you you can you you can stay stay alive. It says here this power allows the horde to grant a dead character the gift of life. This power can only be used on characters dead for less than a year and a day. Horror touches the corpse and makes an unnatural life test. Um, yeah, I guess he should touch, but he does have does have a horror mark, so we'll let that work. Um, for dramatic purposes, I guess we'll let it let that slide. And uh, also, since this is, after all, just a play test of my my pamphlet adventure, I just uh, I need to get four characters back in action. Um, yeah, uh, the character is brought back to life. Costs the horror one point of blood magic, which cannot be healed until the victim is killed. Um, it gets all the talents and abilities you had in life, and all memories are restored. Um, it says, technically, they may make a recovery test at any time as a simple action. 
and have unlimited recovery tests available. Uh, victims of this power are difficult to destroy. Uh, I'm not going to bother with that. I'm just going to play them normally. Um, and the horror may end the effect of this power at any time. And often uses this to coerce the victim into serving it in some capacity. So that's a good time. So the, the horror raises the age back to life. Oh, the drama. I love it. Uh, and uh, now he's indebted to this thing. Um, and they, I have been playing it uh, that the horror has been, since they're marked, has been using, what is it? Um, harvest energy. Um, it's a free action and you can uh, regain karma by feeding off the preferred nourishment, blah, blah, blah. blah. Um, I l later realized, this is one gripe I have about um, the abilities in Earth Dawn. Unless you read them all, you don't fully understand what any of them do. Turns out there's a karma drain power that is actually what I would have. It's actually what I'm using. <laughs> um, the po this power allows a horror to drain karma points from a victim it has marked, so he can do that anywhere. The horror uh, makes a drain test. That's a standard action, by the way. And each success transfers a point of karma to the horror, whereas harvest energy. Um, um, if the characters. Uh, is in the grip of a strong negative emotion, um, he can make a test. Um, so, you know, it doesn't, I'm not sure, it doesn't specifically say that I can't, through the horror mark, uh, just glean karma from guys. But uh, it does say they do need to, uh, this is most commonly negative emotion. So, yeah, they do have to be in fear, during fear, or uh, disgust is the way this horror, particular horror works. So I was being pretty hard on my guys. I was just, uh, every day, <laughs> they were just, as a free action, the thing was basically just making rolls and just slowly drinking all the karma from all these guys. It wouldn't be quite that easy. He, the horror would have to wait until they're feeling the emotions of terror or uh, disgust before he could make the test. Uh, he certainly could have while they were f fighting for their lives against ghouls. That's probably frightening enough. But all that said, um, I will continue to play on, and I'll I'll give them a little bit of I'll give them a little bit of karma every time they get in a fight. That's when the horror will start uh, harvesting energy if they're if they are in a grotesque or uh, disgusted or terrorized state. <laughs> okay. So all that uh, administrative bookkeeping aside, back back in this, time to get in back into action here. We're in the fields. The last thing we checked while we rested up in the fields and improved some talents we meditated was I rolled for the horror and it moved into the quartermaster chamber. It managed to, that was my uh, random roll. So narratively speaking, it somehow managed to trick them or force its way in. And uh, it has uh, killed everybody there and raised them as ghouls. By now, by the next time we, we go to move out. So, <laughs> it's the next day and our hapless band of, of adepts. Oh, the things these poor guys go through in, uh, in Earth Dawn. It's such a dark game. Um, yeah, let's see where the horror ends up.
16. If I roll a 1, I have um, the fields marked as roll as room number 1. So if I roll a 1, I've read it before, but I will recap. Uh, the field, If the field's chamber is rolled, the water source becomes fouled that day, and the Garmek will emerge from the well three days later, having found a way in through the natural aquifer. So that would suck. That will speed up my timetable if that happens. But right now, as things stand, my objectives are reach the Hope Gate, done. Investigate the Quartermaster Chamber, done. Uh, get survivors safely through the Hope Gate. That is the major to-do. Um, and when we were visiting with the Quartermaster uh, survivors, they mentioned two other chambers that might be of interest to us to check out. Be that being the um, the ancestral hall and the infirmary, there are uh, permanent enchantments there that they mentioned we may be able to make use of. So I think we're going to go ahead and out, we're going to head out and go investigate, um, go looking for those chambers. So I had rolled and I had managed to get. I think it was. The ancestral hall. Oh, let's let's roll. Let's roll on screen. Why not? Roll the d20. I've got these all numbered. Nine. Yeah, right here. That's right here. So this is uh, the ancestral ancestral hall, and that was um, uh, a huge vaulted circular chamber. So I will just draw that in now, like that. Ancestral Hall, and label that, and in the middle will be the dais. 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 Something like that. Um, okay. So we'll say that uh, for brevity's sake. It could be interesting if you were running this game for players and you wanted to stretch this out. You certainly could, and maybe should, um, make them explore further. Rolling randomly to see where all these unexplored doors take you and continue to roll on the previous pamphlet adventure um, until you populate all of these things. The forge and smithy, I haven't found that yet. The gardens, I did find the gardens. The library, I have not found. And the cistern, I have not found. So all those could be out there. And then you'd add the four new rooms onto the one to eight old rooms. So then you'd roll the d12. Um, Anywho, we're going to say that uh, we know the Ancestral Hall's there. We're going to make our way there. Uh, maybe the people, maybe the group in the uh, Quartermaster Chamber told us exactly where it was. Perfectly viable. But you could, um, as GM, explain away why nobody remembers possibly as well. Okay, so we're going to we're gonna head out. We'll roll a d6 for each room and hallway we enter to see if there's... Any wandering monsters. Three. Nothing in the first hall. Into the stable coop. Five. Nothing. Oh, I forgot to place the horror. Uh, what did I roll for? I don't know. Whatever. Sixteen. Um, he's up here. Through this door. Cool. He's out of our way for now, I guess. I'm going for here, so that's good. <laughs> Five. Into this hallway. We've been doing getting real lucky. Oh, okay, we come into the gardens and we run into some problems. Run into trouble. Let's see what we got. On the old pamphlet rolls, an 11. 
trap. A trap we had not previously encountered. There is a trap here. Let's see what that trap is. 1d6 gives us a dart trap. Oh, dang. Somehow we didn't trigger that before. Maybe it's been reset by the horror. Um, it's possible. He's, he's, he's quite intelligent. He doesn't have hands or arms. <laughs> I guess he could command his um, mindless, well, his, uh, ghouls to do it. They're not super mindless either, but uh, anyways, maybe we just didn't trigger this trap. You could justify it that way too. It's an old trap. Maybe we walked right over the trigger a couple times. This time we get unlucky as we head through this door. I have only been down here once or twice through this door anyways. So. In an old, old door. Um, okay, so yeah, it was the, what was it, dart trap? The dart trap is triggered. Let's look that up. The trap stats in Earth Dawn are amusing. All right, it says here the dart trap, uh, commonly used to protect chests, cabinets, and the like. This example uh, has three spring loaded darts that are launched at the victim, coated with damaging poisons. <laughs> Often, coated with poisons. Detection is 15, so um, I'm going to allow a disarm trap. Oh, no, I'll just uh, allow a perception roll. I'll let the best person in the group roll perception, and that would be Mithra, the wizard. Um, is he aware? Uh, he does disarm trap too, if you can find, notice it. He's got seven, or um, Thage does have danger sense of three, so that puts his perception up to seven. Uh, same either way. D12, and I need to roll a 15? Oh my goodness. 11, close, very close. Didn't quite see it, and let's see who gets it. Who gets the darts to the face? Uh, that would be Salivan, the weaponsmith, just describing weaponsmith. Uh, they walk through it. He's probably near the back. None of none of them step on the trigger or manage to uh, trigger it, and it fires. Now it has an initiative of uh, step thirteen, d twelve, d ten. It is. I, I like that. I love that mechanic. Earth Dawn. Traps have initiative. They're always stupid high, but it is possible to be quick enough to step aside. 15 on the initiative. Um, Salavan's initiative die is a measly, um, a measly d8, so I need to beat a 15 with a d8. Exploding dice makes it possible, but not likely. No, I roll a 5. Okay, thing triggers and just thunks three darts right into them. Uh, each causing step. D10 damage with physical armor providing protection. Okay, well this won't be, this won't be brutal. So the first two are five and four damage. He does have five armor. So two stick into his armor and the third into his armor. All three into his armor. Wow, okay, that could have been worse. Um, if the victim takes any damage, the Shadow Man Venom that coats them takes effect. Ooh, I believe that's one of the worst poisons that you can encounter. Um, lucky him for wearing his uh, hide armor. Alright, we sidestep that um, problem. He pulls out the darts and tosses them aside and mumbles to himself as they continue on into this hallway here, the last one leading to the Ancestral Hall, and I rolled a two for a counter, encounter, so 
no further uh, no further encounters so we come up to the door now this is a new door we had not investigated yet I have this handy doors table too on the old pamphlet and this door is wide open <laughs> super okay we walk in and this is where we roll for a new encounter we've never been in this room small chance of there not being an encounter but there usually is uh, I rolled a nine on the table and that is two plus one d4 dogs we've got three dogs these are undead uh, rancid undead rancid dogs that makes them a little bit nastier all right set this up all right here we are set up in the in the vaulted round chamber with the dais in the middle of the ancestral hall three undead rancid dogs they are angry like a rabid dog on a bad day uh, monster strategy let's roll that randomly the table says they fall back to a vantageous position then attack so they will they will come around like this um, and just kind of uh, wait for us to come in now we're gonna we're gonna try and get smart about this um, oh man. I gotta I gotta just I gotta think a little more here we're not just gonna run in and uh, and fight any longer um, toe-to-toe -to -toe like we've been <laughs> I die too quickly. Real players probably wouldn't be. Well, they might play that way. They should not. Because as I've demonstrated here, this adventure can kill characters pretty quickly. Okay, so we're going to... Um, I, I'm thinking we should back out of the room, but let's, let's check out our initiative here. Uh, these things have... Initiative D6, same as us, okay. Three for them, six for us, so we'll go first. Okay, so um, let's see, what do we wanna do? Okay, I think we go, we all step in and we all move this way. We just sidestep here. Oh, one, two, three, four, and then five, so we get into this tight, excuse me, kind of corner, um, and we will not engage, um, actually, yes, we will, <laughs> uh, we're going to use missile spells, uh, missile fire, try and soften up this first one before they engage on us, my front two fighters will wait and hold their turn in case one of them, um, charges us. Until one of them charges us. They will indeed charge us. Okay, so um, as we move, okay, Mithra, I think, should cast probably Mage Armor. He always keeps Mage Armor um, in the Matrix. It's Matrix. And actually, we could be uh, chain casting that. So that will give. Uh, who do we want to give that to, though? Uh, we'll give that to. Yeah, I think I better give that to Salivan, the weaponsmith, because he's he's now my frontline fighter, and he's only got five armor and a nine to be hit, so he is easier to hit than my warrior. 
Okay, so he is already mage armored, and Sage will um, cast. That's a, that's a sidebar here. That's a cool thing about um, Earth Dawn is uh, since you can cast spells at will from your matrix, your astral matrix construct, you're not limited per day. So you can just keep casting these spells. So it can be assumed that while we're adventuring, every every few minutes, um, what is it, minutes? Is it a minutes spell? As long as it's a minute spell, I do believe. Rank, uh-oh. Nope, I can't. I can't do that with Mage Armor. I have to stop and cast it, so I will do so. He will cast it. Sorry, forget what I was saying. We're gonna cast D10, D8 at the opener. Opening round, casting Mage Armor. Six, I have to beat Salivan's Mystic Defense of 10. Oof, I failed. Yeah, that's one thing. It's hard to beat his Mystic Defense. Okay. That was a waste of a spell, is it? Actually, I just checked the companion book, and you can voluntarily lower your mystic defense. So, Salivan will do that for the mage armor boost and um, give him the eight physical armor instead of five. I think that's right. Yes, that looks correct. Good. Now, moving along, rock on, haul back with a spear in hand. And let that fly for a step 10. So that's 2d8 um, on the attack. 2d8. He is going to try to... Yeah, we're not scared. We're not going to lose no karma. Thing's not going to... Horror's not going to take any karma from us. Because we're scared of a couple little doggies. We're hardened. <laughs> hardened adepts now. Four. I rolled a four on the attack. Physical defense of eight on the dogs. Oh, seven, actually, because they're rancid. <laughs> Waste of karma. So Mystic Game failed. He will... Um, oh, sorry. That was uh, that should have been a, a 2d6. Uh, okay, double ones. Critically failed the Mystic Game. But, uh, oh, and it rolls a five on the attack. It's just a big... A big dummy. You missed that one big time. Okay, and my front line fighters there, Salavan, the weaponsmith, and Thage, the warrior, wait. Okay, the dog will run in um, and attack. Who will it attack? Goes for Thage. Alright, alright. Bites with an 8, so a 2d6 against... Oh, I needed to hit an 11 to hit Thage, and he hit an 11. Lucky me. Poor Thage, he always just gets honed the 8 10 for damage that's uh, 7 damage and that's not a ton of damage so 2 damage to Thage right nothing Thage can't handle okay now I just remembered that he has this um, the promise oath um, <laughs> with the now dead survivors um, but uh, it still holds true I guess for the rest of the survivors because he would have sworn it to all the survivors I guess um, he's got a plus two to his melee attack. So that puts him up to five. That's sweet. So plus six, step 11, d10, d8. And he is going to try and take out one of these mutts. Oh yes, exploding die on the eight. It's a 14 plus one, 15. 
Uh, 15, and it has a physical defense of uh, 7. So that's only one extra success. Not bad, we'll take that. So he rolls a uh, 13 step. The 10, the 12. There we go. We've got a 10 and a 5. 15 damage. Physical armor is okay. 0 for these. 15 damage to the first dog. 15, eh? Puts it down to 10. And that takes a wound. Alright. That's what we like to see. Fighter, the warrior doing his warrior thing for change. Alright, Salivan steps up with his flail. And lets a rip. Oh, he's under blood oath as well. On his melee weapons. He's not as good with his melee weapons, however. Oh, yes, he is. Five. He's ten. Step ten, so 2d8 for him. Not bad. He rolls. Oh, an exploding die on the eight again. This eight. I don't know, it's like it's weighted. Weighted for eights. It's been the cause of a couple character deaths for sure. 14. Plus a 2. So 16. Oh, not quite. Needed one more to be two extra success. So he rolls a 10 plus 2 is 12. Step. Uh, that's 2d10. Maybe he can finish it off. Oh, and he rolls a 12. 12 damage. It had 10 left. Yes, sir. Okay. We take this dog down, and we've only taken two damage. Um, yes, we interrupted its attack, and then these ones move in. They have a move of 14. Yeah, they're pretty fast. One, uh, sorry, two, four, six, eight, ten. Two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve. Let's see who it goes for. Yeah, goes for Thage. Okay, and they attack. Yeah. Attacking with, uh, what was it? 8, 2d6. The bite. Did they get one action? No, just one action. That's a 6, that will not do it on Thage, and then Salivan gets a 7 attack. No, nope, needs a 9 to hit him, and that's the end of it. Initiative for them is 4, initiative for us is 5. We go first. Gotta like that. Okay, from the back, Mithra throws a mind deck. That can hit. That gives a minus two to the thing's physical defense. So he's casting with a four plus seven is eleven. D eight, D ten. Uh, that's a twelve. Mystic defense on the thing is uh, seven. Um, okay, one extra success. Will plus two. Is it will plus two? Yep. I can't ever remember that. Uh, 7, 9, plus 2 more. So 11, d10, d8. The damage. Uh, that's 9. 9 damage and minus 2. 9 damage on number, let's say, on number 2. 9 damage, okay. Puts him down to um, 16. And he has minus 2 PD. Physical defense, that is. Rock on. Um, no, we'll go Salivan next. He will swing his flail uh, for 2d8. Okay. Oh, he's a karma. That's an 8, so that will hit. Um, yeah, it only had a minus 2 physical defense, and that's step 10 for 2d damage. Uh, that's 8 damage on it. Okay. We're bringing it down. It's down to 8. Is that a wound? 
Uh, it has two wounds now. It has two wounds. Minus two. Okay. Uh, at eight hit points. How about uh, we get Sage to try and finish that dog off, that undead rancid. What? Um, yes, we'll attack with a D8, D10. Maybe with a Karma too. D8, D10, and the D6 for the Karma. Uh, that would be a 14. Um, this thing has physical defense now of five. With a wound? Okay, so that's um, just one extra success, I guess. Not quite two. Okay. Um, damage on him is uh, going to be 13, a d12, and a d10. Not bad. Oh boy, yeah, there's 13 damage. Okay. Killing dogs like there's no tomorrow. One dog left, and that one attacks Sage <clears throat> with a eight attack. So that's two d six, and it rolls a five and doesn't get it done. Okay, we're at the blue die for initiative. Oh, we go first. Sage is gonna strike again. Um, no karma. Not gonna bother with the karma. Okay, so he is uh, 11, D8, D10. This would be much easier to know what I'm rolling if I was only playing one character. Sorry for the um, slowness here for those veterans out there listening to this, just cringing. <laughs> Watching me recalculate every time. I hit a 9. Um, no extra success on that, it looks like. 11, step D8, D10 for damage. And that would be a 12. Okay, that's a wound. Thing down to 13 minus one. Um, 2d8 from Salaban brings down the mace. Um, five, just barely. Uh, oh wait, um, five does not hit. This one hasn't been mind daggered. I should have mind daggered first. That's okay. We will mind dagger now with Mithra. Um, so that is a D8, D10. Um, oops, which one did I roll? I knocked it into the uh, 12. That's one success. And D8, D6 damage. Five damage. Okay down to eight and it has a wound rock on in the back I don't think he went last turn did he oh well that's okay he will chuck a spear for 2d8 to hit it's not gonna bother using any stinking karma oh a d8 explodes again these things just keep exploding 15 plus 3 uh, 18 18 on a Oh yeah, on a seven, that's two extra success. So that puts him up to um, 12 damage, up to 16 step for damage. 12, eight, and a six. Oh yeah. What we got there, oh, exploding die on the six, nice. So 13, uh, 12, 19. 
Plus one. Twenty. Nice twenty damage. He just sinks that spear deep into <laughs> into that rancid dog, and it drops. All right, we'll give everybody fifty. 50 legend points for that. Well, no, just 25. Since that wasn't exactly risky. All right, so we are now, we'll shut the door behind us. Uh, and as you can see here, we'll go with this. There's on the map. There are two other doors. Make sure those are shut too. And we're gonna take a look around this place, the ancestral hall. So we'll read the box text and it says, a stepped dais stands in the middle of a huge vaulted circular chamber with walls, excuse me, covered in scriptures, carvings, scrawlings, and runes depicting and describing ancestral lineages dating many centuries back. So that would be of the inhabitants of the care to track their family trees and whatnot. The stone walls are riddled with small alcoves which contain generational family urns. There uh, seems to be a tracked rolling wooden ladder which once allowed access to all the urns, but now lies in ruin. In the center of the room lies uh, an ornate cloak on the floor, dusty but otherwise untouched, and seemingly discarded beside the dais. Now, the characters will probably check that out. Um, my guys will. Uh, and it says here, the cloak, the cloak belonged to Ranson, and a relevant knowledge test, uh, DN6 will immediately recognize it as such. Now that falls into the under the purview of Phage, um, being a warrior. I do have discipline lore, so warrior lore, and history on, on uh, you know warriors, warrior adepts. And Ransom would be a folk hero, a folk lore adept of his people. So he would certainly know about that. So we'll roll. He's got rank two in discipline lore. Add that to his perception. So it's only a four, so six. So I roll a d10. I'll in a d10 to see if he recognizes this as Thage. And I roll a 9. Yes, sir. He realizes, hey, this was, this was Ranson's cloak. Interesting how we were told, last thing we were told by the, the group in the quartermaster chamber was um, Ransom's last day clutching an ornate brooch. Uh, on his cloak, he he left uh, to face the horror and never returned. So it appears Ranson was here sometime before his death, anyhow, um, and left his cloak. Um, the characters will look around, and it says, if inspected, the dais and archways of this chamber have a very long repeating sequence of runes carved into them, which cause them to be enchanted. Um, the pattern craft test a pattern craft test against DN4, uh, sorry, DN8 plus 4 if viewed astrally uh, will reveal a dais, will reveal the dais uh, to grant anyone standing on it the unseen, uh, see the unseen illusionist spell when trying to trace family lineages on the walls related perception tests. So the idea being if you stand here, um, you benefit from the enchantment on the dais giving you the ability to see unseen so you can easily locate um you know thousands of scrawlings and carvings on these rune on these walls you can uh you can see exactly what you're looking for it's just a basic indexing uh tool but um that is an, an illusionist spell so that's no good to fade you won't care about that anyways but i will roll pattern craft dn8 
to see if he is able to. The archways, likewise, have constant um, astral shield spell, the wizard spell, in effect. Um, both these enchantments can be copied into a grimoire and learned by the usual means. So, yeah. Um, Patterncraft at the end, 8. So, what's Mithra's Patterncraft here? He's got it at 2. So, he's going to roll at 9, a d8, and a d6. It's not going to be automatic. That's an average roll. Should be able to get it. Oh, yeah, I rolled a 10. So, he looks at the archway, identifies it, and oh, wow, and nails the um, dais. So, Phage realizes the spells on both uh, both enchantments on the archways and the dais and he okay testing uh, will reveal the dais and okay so then i'm gonna have to try and learn the spell so this is interesting so at this point uh, it says if anyone stands on the dais they receive a bonus to all site-based perception tests as per the circle uh, the second circle illusionist spell see the unseen so at this point, I think, hmm, I think at this point, Mithra will step up onto the dais and having been the one to research, um, he nailed the research tests, I believe, on, in Ransom's journal to find, find out about that brooch. Uh, it's called the Brooch of Hope. And it was given to Ransom by um, Hope Winters. So he's going to step up on that dais and take a look for the Winters family, family tree, just to see what's up there. I'm going to check, see what that uh, bonus is I get. Ooh, wow, okay, we get a plus five, that grants a plus five perception uh, vision-based roll, so he's got a seven. Give him a five, okay, so that'll give him a twelve, two d10, two d10. 2d10 and the difficulty. Let me just take a look. An average person, it would be hard for an average person to were a novice, so that would be like a difficulty 8. Need an 8 on this. And I rolled a 11. So yeah, he stands there and locates the Winters family line. So they're just gathered around, kind of looking around. And Mithra stands there and notices. Maybe right above where we were is the Winter's line. And uh, as he's looking, he made the roll. He would see, um, he would see this next part. The brooch of hope now rests in the alcove belonging to the family line of uh, Ransom's beloved Hope Winters. It was a family heirloom and sits eight yards up the inscription covered stone wall. So that's what Ransom meant by um, he was going to return the brooch after his failed uh, face-off with the horror. He was, by this point, probably uh, had been killed and raised uh, by the by the horror. As the horror tends to uh, like to play with these uh, adepts to siphon more karma off them as much as possible. So yeah, he gave up and returned the brooch, gave it to put it. Uh, in the alcove belonging to the family line um, who are now extinct. There are probably no more winters left. Maybe there are back in the, excuse me, maybe I shouldn't say that, back in the 
in the chambers, in the fields chamber. There may be somebody left in the family line. That is up to the GM. We'll see about that. Now, now we got to deal with a climb test, though. If we want to get up there and get that, we need a climb 10. So we don't have a thief or anybody like that, but I do, Phage does have climb of one. So if he adds that to dexterity, that's seven. And Mithra can cast crunch climb. No, what's it called? Crunch climb. That, that, I think that's the first edition. Holy smokes, that's a, well, that's the elementalist spell maybe. So Mithra the wizard can cast wall walker, which adds four to climb. So he will attempt to do that. Um, yeah, let's uh, actually roll this so we can try and get extra. Just got to do the threads too, eh? Do the threads, uh, 10 to the 8. Okay, just need a 5. Holy smokes, I double exploded there. Two 8s on 2 to the 8. So 16. Wow. Uh, 26. Wow, we, eh? Um... I can't do anything, I guess, with that. <laughs> Sucks to be me. Oh, um, well, let's say he uh, does well enough. Since we're not under pressure, I'd hand wave that and say we can weave an additional thread for that. Why not? It's fun to be good to your, your, your players once in a while, right? Keep them coming back for more punishment. Um, yeah, so let me just check the wall walker. Um, extra, extra threads can increase the effect. Plus two. I'll give him another plus two. So he gets a plus six on his climb, so that'll be handy. So six plus, um, plus four, so six. He's got step 12 to get up there. He's got a chance now. Again, 10. He didn't have much of a chance before, but maybe 10. Oh, yes, 15. Exploding die. 20. Wow. Okay, the dice are being good to me tonight. So Thage comes over here. Climbs up there under magic uh, enhancement, and that lasts for four minutes. Um, so that's always good. Um, oh, yeah, I forgot to actually roll the spell cast, uh, which is the uh, 10d8. Oh, sorry, uh, with the uh, yeah, d10d8. Yeah, sorry, okay. Uh, exploding die on the d10 again, or eight again, so it's 12. 14. Um, that is, yeah, yeah, that's one extra success. Um, anyhow, suffice it to say, he's able to climb up there and get the brooch. Brings it back down. And um, we'll bring it over to Mithra to take a quick look at. Now, um, actually, no. We want uh, item history. Huh. Salivan should take a look at that. Although that would take, I believe that takes a week. Let's take a look. Yeah, so it's your, uh, must study the item for a week. So instead of that, he will um, hand it to Mithra, who will cast Astral Sight. Um, so he'll have to attune that to his matrix, blah, blah, blah. I will take the time to do that. Um, and we'll say that yes, he can identify that as a as a minor thread item. It looks like it's got a pattern. There's something else. Uh, there's something else to it, anyways. Okay, so at that point, um, 
we can uh, we can take that back and spend some time researching it. Uh, and uh, well, Sullivan the weaponsmith will have to do the the item history for a week, uh, I believe. So we can't do anything with that brooch now, but we will keep it on hand. Now I will write that in brooch of hope for Thage, so we don't forget. I'm not sure if he's going to want to be the one to use that or not, but we'll see what it uh, does. Actually, I will go ahead and read what it does. Um, brooch of uh, the brooch is a minor threat item uh, and gives uh, plus uh, one the first two threads are plus one to mystic defense, and you have to learn the name uh, of the brooch which we already know. But the characters don't know that they need to know the name, so they will have to do the research, uh, the item history on it first. And then they've already done the research in the journal, so then they can uh, bind a thread to it if they want, if they want the plus one to Mystic Defense. Second thread, uh, sorry, second rank of the first thread will grant a plus, an additional plus one to Mystic Defense. And then three and four ranks are social, plus one to social, plus one to social. But uh, we'll explore that later. Now, we have one more thing to do here before we leave, and that is the archway. Mithra, <laughs> he's busy in here. He is going to study the archway. These guys are just gonna kinda hang around and just keep a close eye out while Mithra spends some time with his grimoire out. Um, probably sitting on the floor writing in his grimoire trying to copy he's going to copy down the runes the enchantment runes so he can gain this new spell ha 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 so this is new to me I've never played a character who's actually lived long enough to learn a new spell so let's take a look at that we'll just look it up here first okay magician must be in good health and rested cannot have any damage or wounds uh, Mithra is fine uh, magician uses pattern craft talent to learn spells from grimoire studying the spell so this is effectively the grimoire studying the spell and copying it into his own uh, which makes pattern craft test against the spells learning difficulty it is here's the chart here spell circle two requires a difficulty seven roll so i've got pattern craft um at two so that's seven plus two nine d8 d6 and I'm going to put a Karma in this, you bet your bottom I am. Uh, give me another D6. Okay, mark off Karma. And I need to hit a 7 or better. Oh boy. Well, then didn't blow by it. Okay, so that's a, that's a 10. I rolled a 10. Perfect. Okay, so it says, um, Though the Magician may cast the spell from a Grimoire without first learning it, he must write it the spell symbol pattern to his Grimoire in order to properly learn the spell. Okay, the magician may only use a pattern craft talent to learn spells once each day. Good, fine. You use recovery tests to have another attempt. Lucky me, I did it the first time. Okay, um, and it says over here, spell legend point cost. In order to complete the process of learning a new spell and incorporate it into its pattern, a magician must spend the legend points based on the spell circle. Uh, the cost of the spell is equivalent. Do I have any legend points left? The cost of the spell is equivalent to the cost of purchasing a novice talent. 
at a rank equal to the spell circle. Oh, well, that's 200. I do believe, maybe less. Based on that, yeah, on the spell circle, so that's 200, 200 points. Spells, equipment, cost, yeah. yeah um, the magician must have sufficient current legend points available to him when he makes the Battlecraft test. Oops. I didn't test, didn't check that, but he does. He does indeed. He has 250. So just like that, um, maybe spend, a, maybe have to spend an hour or two. It doesn't say how long, but um, yeah. Yeah, maybe I uh, have a new spell, and that is the, what was it? Astral Shield. Cool. Okay. Now, I can't. I can't cast that until I spend uh, points in my standard matrix ranks. I got my standard matrix talent talents. I have two standard matrixes. I have to put those puppies up. Um, yeah, I have to put those up to rank two to cast a, a level, a circle two spell. So that's okay. I can't cast a spell yet. But uh, once I get a little bit more legend points, um, I'll put one of those. Well, I need 200 magic points. I'll put one of those matrixes up so I can cast that spell. Awesome. Okay, so while we're here, we've got the doors shut. Let's see if anything comes. Six? No. I'll roll once more since we're probably here an hour or two. Three? Okay, nothing comes while we're in here. Mithra does uh, finishes up his writing. He is human. He could learn another spell. Um, through versatility, but he'd need the pattern craft of that. Nope, not gonna bother. That's way out of my league. Uh, we'll pack up our stuff. We've recovered the brooch. Oh yeah, the brooch, that's huge. Um, we have a legend award for that too. And we start heading home. Let's get these random encounter checks going. We come out of the ancestral hall Four, nothing there. Okay, so remember the McNasty. That horror is sitting up in that room. I'll come into the gardens. One. <laughs> we run into encounter again out in the gardens. Let's see what we got. This time it's ghouls. It is ghouls. Two of them. Two ghouls hit us up. Okay, and their tactics will be. Uh, four, yeah, uh, only 1d6. Fall back to advantageous position, then attack. Okay, so they, uh, let's see if they notice us. Well, yeah, they notice us coming. And they fall back to this door and they lay an ambush. Um, so there's, what did I say? There's two of them. Okay, here we go. All right, here's our doorway. <laughs> our bad guys here and here. Oh, and I need to get Phage. Let me throw it in. Oh, that's Salivander and Rockarm. Okay. So they're around the corners. The door is only two hexes wide. We're just walking, marching up. Mithra would be in the back. And let's check. Um, contest. Contested uh, stealthy stride for these things. They can stealth. Uh, they're not super great at it though. Eight. 2d6. 
four. <laughs> okay, so we got to beat a four with our with our perception. Twelve. Beat a four, five. Yeah. Okay. This is the second time these things have tried to ambush us. Um, or second time a group of them have tried to ambush us and failed. So we notice we notice uh, something's up. But there's like a, I think I just saw ghouls just stuck around those in the corners of the door. So we will go right into initiative. So D12. Ooh, these things are fast. Six. Three for us. So we come up wary and ready for a fight. And we get in right like this, I suppose. Um, and they do get the, the jump on us. So they will attack. And then we're going to withdraw as soon as we get our turn. Oh boy, these things, these things always take it in on me, don't they? Um, they attack with 10 and poison 11, damage 11 too. 2d8, that comes with first attack on Sage. <clears throat> Four, miss, okay. Uh, the other one attacks, Ooh, exploding dice, so this is on Salivan. He does have the mage armor, so benefit from that at least so he's got a 14 oh another exploding die with an 8 22 oh and a 7 29 oh, wow he's got a 9 physical defense so that's a nice healthy 4 additional success bringing the damage from 11 <laughs> 4 so uh, up, up to 19 d20 2d6 Oof, haven't seen numbers that high Look at that Look at that dice pool right there. That's awesome. This is what it's all about when it comes to Earth Dawn. We got a 13. It could have been worse. 20 damage. It could have been worse. No, not, not really. <laughs> he rolled over step, so average on a step 18. What was it? 19. Yeah. Yeah, he rolled one over. Nice. Anyways, 20 damage. He's got that mage armor. Still being chain casted. Oh no, he can't. Can't have chain casted. Sorry. Oh no, he's got armor of five. Takes 20. Um, 15 damage gets through. Salivan is uh, 17. 17 now. Um, 17 damage gives him a wound. He is hurting from that thrashing. And he is unconscious at 27 or 22. I better check that. That's a big difference. Yeah, he's unconscious at 27. Yikes. Oh. Okay, so his wound threshold was 8. He took 15. <laughs> so um, he's got to make him a knockdown. Right? He's going to find himself on his back. Um. 15, eh? So that's uh, 7. Target number 7. Make a strength check. Target 7. So 5. D8. Wow. 5. He is down. Okay. Finds himself down. Not cool. Okay, poor Salivant. Okay, so he's going to use a strain. He's going to be up to 18 damage now. And make a dexterity check. Of, uh, a d8 against target number six. To jump up, he fails. 
He stands up this round, and that's all he can do. And he will go defensive, though. Can he do that? Uh... Yeah, I think he can. The rest... Ugh, they can't back out. They can't back out, can they? Mm. Mm -mm. Tactical decisions, eh? Okay, I'm gonna move Rock on through right there. Actually, there. And he's gonna chuck a spear at this thing. Mithra will first try to mind dagger him. Okay. D8 D10 for the mind dagger. Soften him up maybe a bit here. Oh, exploding die on that 8 again. That thing is unbelievable. 12. 13. Okay. 13 will get it. Uh, Mystic defensive 8. 13. Oh yeah, that's uh, that's an extra success too, just barely. That's what we like to see. Um, so that's an 11, D8, D10 again. On the damage, oh, exploding die on the 8. That's a weighted die. Gotta watch that thing. The bad guys use it. My ghouls seem to use D8s a lot, so that's why I've been getting <laughs> just pounced on by these things. So, uh, we're looking at a 15 damage so far, plus another D8. 15, 20 damage. So we deal them 20 damage right back. Take that. Uh, Mystic armor is 2, so it takes 18 damage. Gotta like that. Ghoul. Um, what do they have? Uh, 40. Uh, 32 unconscious. 32 and 32, and I give it 18 Nice. Okay. Away. That'd be 17. 13. 14. Yeah, okay. So the thing is half dead at 14, and it has a wound. Wound threshold of 9. Wow, okay. It has a wound. Okay, well done, Mithra. Okay, so we brought that thing down. Um, oh dear. Um, yeah, we all need to focus fire on that thing because the poison is going to kill Salvan. I did not roll the poison for him. Uh, I forgot to because that, that does take effect immediately. And that is, so he needs to make a toughness step check. D8 versus the poison, which is 10. Two. Well, that would have been a good time for that die to explode. He fails, uh, and then he takes the 2d8 damage. This is where it'll explode, eh? <laughs> 7, okay, perfect. Could have been worse. 7, so that's 25 damage now he takes. So he, he gets knocked down, he gets back up, he's choking, coughing from the poison, setting in. He's at 27 damage of, uh, 25 damage of 27. He is unconscious uh, next turn. I can't roll less than two damage, so we have got to finish this thing off this turn. So Mithra hit it, gave it a wound, um, and lowered its physical defense by two, so that's good. Rockon and Phage still need to go, and they can finish this thing, hopefully. So the poison doesn't kill Salivan, maybe we can get him home in time. Rockon, he is too, uh, too... Uh, two yards away, so he will launch a spear, and he's got to make this count. So he will mystic aim. Take another strain, too, for it. So he's at four. 
Uh, Mystic Aim would be Perception, 7 plus 2, 9, D8, D6. I'm going to add another D6 for this Karma, so that's a, oh boy, 7, 8, 9, just barely hits the thing. It's physical defense of 9. Mystic Aim, eh? It's not doing much for me these days. I will add a Karma, his last Karma, before the horror comes and takes it anyways. Um, on his uh, true uh, true shot. So he's looking at a 10. Uh, so that's 2d8 plus a d6 from his karma on the, on the strike. That's 11 plus 3, 14. That is an extra success. That's what we needed. So that's going to be 12, 14, step 14, 2d12. Okay. okay, we have a chance to drop this thing right now. Ah, uh, 12 damage, not with a roll like that. Uh, wasn't quite... Wasn't quite... Oh, that's an average roll. Step 12. No, step 14. That was under average. Subpar. Okay, so 12 damage. Leaves the thing at 2. Two hit points left. Um, 12 damage is a wound. Yeah, just barely. 3. Uh, it has a... A wound threshold of nine, so it's got minus two now to attack. Okay, it's got two hit points. Okay, Thage has got to move up. And he's gonna aggressively attack this thing. He's got to get he's gotta put it down. Plus three to attack and damage. So man with that oath, he's sworn his melee's melee weapons are five. Um Plus his dexterity is 6, so that's 11. And now he's got a plus 3. So he's going 14. Step 14 is the best strike he's ever made. A 2d12. He'd beat a 9. Oh, I rolled a 12 and a 1. Darn it, that could have been awesome. Okay, so I rerolled a 12, exploding die. So it's 13. Plus 2. Come on now. <laughs> 13 plus 2. Okay, so that's 15. That's an extra success. It's enough for an extra success. My warrior always seems to just crap out on the attacks, he never gets lucky. I could have rolled, used karma for that too, but uh, that's okay. One extra success on 11, that's 13, d10, d12. Okay. Oh yeah, all I need to do is two damage, so. Okay, he kills it. Oh man. These, this is, these just keep getting really close, the combats here. I guess that's what you want. It's maximum excitement, right? Okay, it is our turn. Um, Salavan used his turn to jump up. Okay, we've all gone. Um, we can move away. Thage um, will step away. Uh, no, he'll step back this way so we can still see the thing, but... Uh, but uh, it can't get him quite as easily. Um, what's its move? Its move is 10. Its move is 10. Yeah, that's the same as my... Uh... Oh no, he's 12. I might as well move as far away. So it's here. 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12. So it can't get to him. 2, 4, 6, 8, 10. Yeah, okay, so he started far enough. Just to make sure he doesn't get attacked there. Uh, okay. Initiative. Here we go. 12, these things roll. Initiative 7. 
Yeah. Oh, I just rolled a 12. 17 exploding dice. Okay, so uh, yeah, it goes first. Let's see who it attacks. Um, I'll roll randomly 1d4. See if it goes after Thage. Um, one, two, three, four. So that would be. Oh no, uh, numbering the characters. That would be thing, uh, Mithra. The thing chases down the wizard. <laughs> it just doesn't like the look of him. Two, four, six, eight. Oh. Uh, can it get diagonal? Ten. Yeah, we'll say it can. Yeah, it's gonna attack him. Two d eight. Or micro. Six. <gasps> oh, I got him. He's got a six physical defense. Uh, and it hits him for um, a d eight and a d ten. This is not gonna be good. Oh, okay, <laughs> a terrible roll. Six damage. Um, physical armor zero, so six damage, okay. He's got six damage on him. And then he makes a physical uh, toughness roll. D8. Needs to get a 10 to resist that poison. No, it fails. I haven't resisted the poison of these things yet. And takes immediate, oh, exploding die. 14, it's the same die that always explodes. 18 damage. Oh, puts me up to 24 damage, and I am unconscious. It doesn't take much to take out a wizard. Uh, he drops. Wow. Well, it would have killed Salavan had it gone for him. Uh, most likely, anyways. Okay, so Mithra's down. Um, okay, we come charging in. <laughs> Two, four, six, eight. Okay, we can all, well, he's got to stand back. Salavan will get in there. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's gonna, um, fire blood, he could fire blood to heal, maybe I should do that, let me take a look at that, yeah, I keep forgetting that'll take my standard action, okay, uh, I think we're all gonna just all out attack this thing just recklessly um golly eh? um can i attack with melee do i have melee weapons no i don't for rock on okay uh oh no okay everybody's gonna aggressive attack that's what we're doing here thage is gonna use a karma it's time to give her um so he's gonna 11 uh, plus initial 3 is 14. Step 14, right? Same as last time. 2d12. And a d6. Cleave this thing down. Oh my goodness. The rolls out of this warrior. Brutal. Again, 14. Okay. Good enough for one extra success. We'll take that. It's 13. Dang. D12. D10. Alright. Exploding die on the 10. Okay. So 14. All right, 19, not bad. 19 damage, respectable. About time, 19 damage, it's got a physical armor of three, so 16 damage to it. 16, perfect. It's half dead. And it has a wound, so it's gonna be getting a little less efficient this time. Um, 16 damage, eh? That will knock it down. Strength check. 
Um, six, so that's a strength of six. It's a d10. It rolls a d10 against a difference of five. Um, plus, uh, if the knockdown... Okay, so I did 16. What did I do? 16 damage, did I think? Yep. Um, that's uh, so a difficulty of eight. No, the thing is knocked down. Huh. That's what we needed. We just needed to plow into this thing. That'll slow him down next turn. Now we can't hurt anybody quite so quickly. Phage. No, sorry. Salivan, the weaponsmith, brings down the flail. He's going to burn a karma as well. He's aggressively attacking as well. He's got the oath. So his melee weapons is 5 plus dexterity 5 is 10 plus 3 for his aggressive attack. D12, D10. Love how it adds up. Oh, there's karma. All right. Exploding die on the six, so that's 16 plus five, 21, 21. So that's uh, two extra success. Damage will be um, 10 plus four, 14, 2d12 damage. Come on, come on. Eight and a three. Okay, so three is absorbed by the armor. Deal with another eight damage. Oh. Oh, uh, a wound threshold of nine, not quite. Not quite, okay. Um, yeah, that sucks, eh? Okay, so um, eight damage. No extra, th no extra wound. So it's down to, uh, it's down to eight. Um, okay, and then rock on. Oh, he used all of his karma. And he can't aggressively attack with a ranged, so he's just gonna do his normal thing. So 2d8. I gotta do it. I gotta do eight damage. I bought ourselves a turn. Because it is down. So he rolls an eight and misses. He just chucks his spear and it clatters off the stone floor and into the corner. He misses the thing as it lays down. So it will try to jump up using a strain. Dexterity of five, so d8 needs to roll a six or better. Oh, and it does. It leaps up, uses a strain, and attacks. Good golly, this thing is nasty. It's got a minus one on the attack, at least. It's d8, d6. It'll go for Thage since he, ooh. <laughs> Salivans right there. Let's see what attacks. Okay, Thage. <laughs> Lucky us. Oh, thank heavens, it rolls a four. Age, having aggressively attacked, is reduced to um, an eight with offense. So the thing misses. That's the best news we've heard all night right there. Okay. Now it is uh, initiative, so it rolls. It is wounded. Seven, five for us, so it goes first. Dang it. Who's it going to attack? sees weakness and goes for Salivan. He is going to go aggressive. I'm going, or um, defensive. I'm going to allow him to do that. So, uh, he has the armor on too, doesn't he? No. no, he doesn't. Never got that chance to cast that unconscious. Friggin'. Okay, so the thing attacks with a minus one because of its wound. It's so D8, D6 now. On uh, eleven, he's got a plus three. Um, his physical defense is nine. 
And why is it nine? He's got a shield. Does he? Yes, he does. He has a rider's shield. Okay. So that puts him at nine plus three. Okay, twelve. Oh. <gasps> okay, the thing just scrapes his shield, barely, narrowly missing. Okay, we've got to put this thing down. Uh, Phage is using another Karma. All right, let's calculate him up. He's gonna aggressively attack again. Um, so that's nine plus five is 14. 2d12, and he's gonna use the Karma. Needs to hit a nine. Ah, he rolls a measly 13. Not an extra success, what a chump. Terrible rolls, terrible rolls, they continue on. Okay, d10 and a d8 damage. I'm gonna use this die because it keeps exploding. It's a lucky d8 of mine. And it did. No, no, the other one did. Okay, so, nice. So that's 13 damage. Oh, okay. That kills it. Puts it unconscious so we can finish it on the ground. Oh, man. Um, and with that, I forgot to roll poison that's two more rounds of poison on poor mithra who has four uh points left before death so let's check his toughness there's a chance <laughs> that he resists nope fails and he takes oh there's an exploding eight again nine plus six fifteen Whew, that's on the first round of poison. So uh, Mithra is very dead. Once again, though. <laughs> Once again, though, our horror. This is the tragic story. Our horror grants him life, brings him back up, unnatural life. Let's uh, let's roll for the horror this time, shall we? Let's go to the horror and actually play this out. So the horror senses the death of one of his horror-marked fresh adepts that he's newly acquired. Okay, so he attempts a standard action unnatural life. 18 versus the Mystic Defense. Step 18. D12, D10, D8. 12, D10. Mystic Defense on Mithra is 10. Oh, and he fails. He fails for this time. These guys go over and check them over. And uh, we'll make a... Well, we don't need a perception check. They realize that he's dead. A few seconds pass as they're gathering him up. <laughs> and uh, the horror tries again. Rolls a 13 this time. Mithra gets up, and everybody's astonished. Uh, they say, oh, that's interesting. That's just what Phage seemed to do. What's going on here? Um, but they're not going to complain, I guess. Let's look this up again. Yeah, so the horror doesn't even need to spend the blood magic to, to attempt it, only if it succeeds. <laughs> so the horror is down to, to uh, damage. He's taken two damage because he's now raised these two puppet cronies. And uh, yeah, this really complicates our story uh, because at this point, if and when we do go to face this thing, 
it will simply end the spell and the ability and these guys will drop dead as soon as they attack it that's <laughs> oh man the story the drama here okay so we pick up well we don't need to pick him up anymore he stands up <laughs> and walks under his own power and we continue quickly to the through this corridor back into the stables six we're safe last corridor three <laughs> thank heavens and into the fields to safety where we will take I don't know if we want to spend a week studying that brooch or not but man we gotta wow yeah maybe maybe we'll try that we'll see next time next time I think that's enough damage <laughs> caused to my to the souls of my poor adepts this week they're now two of them are owned living on borrowed time they're owned fully by the by the horror it can uh, end their lives with a thought so that's mithra and sage roll on